Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the APH Sports Podcast. I know this is way past the January 18th date that I originally gave you guys. Sorry, but life gets in the way. Tonight we'll be covering a lot of things. We'll be covering the Astros cheating scandal. What the new NFL labor plan has been going to be affecting your football. As well as the overview in my state of the WWE address as well as XFL, how do I feel about it so far, as well as current NBA news and how I feel about certain teams, I'll spin a wheel and it'll land on certain teams and I will discuss my thoughts on them as well as my thoughts on where they will land in terms of playoff, let's not waste any time let's dive straight into this, you guys ready? let's go, let's hope you enjoy the first episode of the APH Sports Podcast Here's the details that I know about the CBA as of right now. Um, currently, what their plan, what the initial plan is, the uh, NFL and the uh, Players Association are currently meeting right now, including all the players, uh, at the scouting combine currently. What their plan is, is to expand the NFL games regular season from 16 games to 17 games. As a result, players will receive 48% of the revenue, eventually climbing up 48.5%. This could possibly get a net worth of almost $5 billion in total for new player, new money for players. Um, this also means that uh, a new playoff format will be set up 14 teams instead of the standard 12. And only the top seed in each conference will receive a first round bye rather than the top two seeds as we currently have. Um, in addition to that, there will be no extra buys, so there will be 17 games in an 18-game regular season, an 18-week regular season, mind you. Um, no extra buy. Um, players, the roster size will increase from 53, 55, with 48 players available to dress for games rather than 46. Uh, practice squad size will rise from 10 players to 12 and eventually 14. Minimum salary rookies will be increased by $100,000 as well. And the league will also allow Roger Goodell to not be involved in off-the-field activity punishments like he has normally right now. And they will lay off the marijuana issue with them as well. Um, all this is from usatoday.com. Uh, they posted an article about it. You should go check it out. Um, it's a very good read. Here are my thoughts on this. Um, as a whole, this entire proposal just sucks. Well, it doesn't completely suck. There is parts to this that are nice, including the extra extra money that players will be paid, the increase in rookie salaries. That's cool, and the increase in roster sizes, meaning that there's more chances for guys to get chances in the league, and that's pretty cool. What there's there just seems to be an issue with this. I asked my dad this. This would mean that teams would get an extra home game or an extra road game. And that's huge because certain teams like to play at home. And to take away a home game or to give them an extra road game would be shit. Apparently, this also limits the amount of international games. I don't know if that's cool or not, but hey, take for that as you will. There's a lot of players saying no to this whole thing. There's Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Rich Sherman speaking out. When you got those top guys speaking out about a certain issue like this, it's clearly an issue to turn heads. 
Um, this is happening right before the NFL draft and right during the middle of the XFL season, which honestly is not a good look for the NFL. My thoughts on this whole thing? It's trash. It's completely garbage. Think of it like this. Okay, it really is going to help teams value the importance of home field advantage. But then again, look at the Baltimore Ravens. They were the number one seed. Look what happened. They got their ass kicked by the Tennessee Titans. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Titans fan. I'm saying this because that's the truth. They got their ass handed to them. And, And yet, okay, I get it. Emphasizing home field advantage is key, but like still... There's a certain aspect of what the fuck is adding an extra team going to do? What the hell is action extra game going to do? I'll tell you what it's going to do. It's just money in their pockets. The NFL is only doing it just for the money. And they're not letting the players rest. That's the problem. In my opinion, here's how you would do this. I would keep the playoff format as is. Because there's nothing wrong with it. And there's added drama in terms of like the seedings in the last couple of weeks, including the sixth seed, where there's enough drama to last for the whole season. Oh, the Tennessee Titans got enough of technicality, and they ended up becoming one of the biggest Cinderella stories in the playoffs. So here's how it is. I keep the playoff platform the same. And if you're gonna have a 17 game season, okay, make it night make it 19 weeks. Give them two by weeks instead of just the one. I know something that I don't know if the NFL Players Association is going to agree to that, but mm, I think that may be the way to go. Turning the fact that a lot of players are angry at this. Um, I've heard rumors about a strike. I don't know if this is going to happen or not. There's been a bunch of people talk. There's a bunch of people I've been talking to in terms of this that are uh, like really deep into the NFL and stuff like that. I'm not going to say they are outside sources. Or whatever. I'm just saying like friends and stuff who have really been watching this with a keen eye because they really love the NFL. And they're saying this could turn into a strike or something. I doubt it. And if it does turn into a strike, again, this helps the XFL. But, uh, you know, I, I doubt that would happen. I think they'll come to some type of conclusion. But do I see the NFL going to a nineteen going to a seventeen game season by the time next year comes up? No, I don't. This is not going to happen. It, it won't. I'm sorry. It, it won't. And not in my opinion. It, you're going to have to give it a while. And it's funny. We're just getting this now. Like this new CBA wasn't thought of like years ago back, and now now we're just proposing it. No, they literally just came out of it like, up, oh, it's coming up and it's happening at the combine. Deal with it. Yay. Like, I don't get it. It's a whole hullabaloo, whole bunch of crap. Um, also, I'd rather squeeze in my thoughts on the NFL playoffs while I'm on my head. I'm going to go by team by team. Seahawks, you performed poorly or average against a team with nobody who's starting practice squatters and a backup quarterback. It's a shame. It's a no-brainer that you got your ass handed to you by Green Bay the next week. It's a no-brainer. It's also a no-brainer 
It's also a no-brainer how the Vikings shocked the world by beating the Saints in week one, only to get their ass handed to them by the 49 Alexa. It's a no-brainer that the Saints literally just blew their one chance of making it to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees could be leading. You guys need to figure that out. I'm not surprised that the Vikings got their butt kicked. I'm not surprised 49 Alexa Super Bowl. That was the easiest part. The NFC side of the playoffs was not very fun. All the entertainment seemed to come from the, from the AFC. Yeah. <coughs> Start off with the Bills basically butt fumbling everything. And I say butt fumbling because it's the same thing that happened to them week one against the Jets. The Jets got to a 16 point lead, 16 zip and a half time, they choked against the Bills. The Bills got to a 16 point lead against the Texans, they choked against the Texans. Texans. They survived and advanced, surprisingly. <laughs> it was a hell of a ride. As for the other team in question, <laughs> New England and Tennessee, that game was awesome to watch. Is it the end of an era? I think so. I think that as the Patriots, as we know them, it's done. I don't want to say their dynasty's over because of the simple fact that we literally don't know if Brady's going to resign the Patriots or not. And if he does, who knows, baby load, get back stronger, and literally go for a Super Bowl again. Think of it like this. Think of this. This is the funniest thing. The Patriots week one went from having Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, freaking Antonio Brown, to having... Oh, and Mohamed Sanu, I think he got. I think they got there this season. Now, they have no receiver core, and people are dropping passes, and Brady's possible last pass as Patriot is pick six. If you ask the Patriots fan week one, who was full of optimism after the Antonio Brown signing, that you were going to get bounced out of the first round by a team who barely made it in, then they would have laughed. Well, I want to see who's laughing now. Oh, and I think Brady's going to resign. There's no way he goes somewhere else. Um, the Texans choked in a way that Bill Ryan should have been fired when he got back to the, got back to, uh, the locker room at halftime. Holy shit. You, you, you do a fake punt in fourth down in your territory when you are beating them. It's no wonder you lost and I'm proud of you lost, but I feel sorry for the Sean Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. As for the Titans, what a season, what a run. Fortunate hour ended, but none of, none of you shamed up, gentlemen. Nothing. The Niners, you got to be ashamed. You went from posing in the end zone after a pick to getting beaten in the final minutes. As for the Chiefs, congrats to Pat Mahomes, and congrats to Andy Reid. Who do I think going to win next year? Hmm, it all depends on what Brady does. But my early pick has to be the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be off the board. And I think that with a focus on Mark Jackson, they will truly be unstoppable. I don't know if people notice, I don't watch wrestling anymore. I have stopped. I don't, like, I'm not going to say I stopped completely, but I have stopped to the point where I don't watch it as a religion. Back when I was a kid, when I was 12 years old, I used to make it a religion. Friday night snack time. Oh, That was the day that was not having to worry about school. Didn't have to worry about my family coming in the living room and taking the TV so I couldn't watch Raw. I grabbed my popcorn, grabbed my soda, grabbed nachos, sat on the couch, quiet as it could be, and watch SmackDown. Those were the times. Now I can barely watch. And that's going to shock a lot of people that are listening to this, because if you know me personally, you know I'm a diehard wrestling fan, but I'm just not anymore. I mean, I still love wrestling, but it's just, I can't watch it. Hell, sometimes during pay-per-views, I take breaks. Like, I would Go off, go out, and then come back in. It, it it all started for me around WrestleMania thirty four. I was rest, I was watching um, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, and <clears throat> first of all, that whole pay per view was a clusterfuck. But I remember watching that and saw the crazy shit that happened at the end of that match and. Horrible ending. I got pissed and, uh, well, I 
decided to not watch anymore. I picked up watching full time around Kofi's storyline going into Mania 35 because it was one of the first times in years where WWE said, we're going to get you invested. The fact that it happened all by accident, but it was so organic and fans got behind it, it made Kofi a star. Then, I immediately stopped watching after... I mean, stopped watching full-time after Kofi lost to Brock Lesnar in 10 seconds. I will still watch Raw. I will still watch NXT. I will still watch SmackDown, but I won't I won't slave myself to watch it every week. If I can't watch it every week, or if I can't watch it one week, then I'm not going to kill myself over it, basically. But I got around to not being able to watch the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view Super Showdown. That happened um, two nights ago. I think it was, two, I think it was Thursday. And, uh... I was take I was with Dizzy at the time. Me and him were hanging out, going to some movies, shit like that. I drop him off. I'm heading home. I look on my phone and it's Super Showdown results, and it shows just some of the worst garbage I've ever found. Now the opening contest, I think it was, I think during the show, Miz and Morrison won the world, won the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. So kudos to them. Congratulations. Um, they had this, I can't pronounce the name of this damn trophy, personally because I don't care for it, but they had this trophy prestigious, because, you know, Vince McMahon wants to always have everything prestigious. Um, they had AJ win this made-up prestigious trophy, or so we thought, because Kong out comes fucking Undertaker, one choke slam, doesn't even have to take off his gear, one, two, three... He wins this useless champ, this useless cup, and now apparently he'll be facing AJ at Mania. Why is this happening? Not everyone knows who loves me, who knows me personally. I'm a huge Undertaker fan. But I even say, sometimes, like, this is time for him to go. Who is this benefiting? It's not benefiting Undertaker, and it ain't benefiting AJ. And before you say anything, let me explain. AJ had all the buildup he needed the first few months he got there who was the first guy he feuded with Chris Jericho if you're supposedly put into a feud with Chris Jericho Triple H or Cena or Reigns or any of the top guys you are automatically made oh speaking of which who was his next feud with Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship to title matches back to back and then he had that feud with Cena he beat Cena at Money in the Bank of course controversy and then beat him clean at SummerSlam on a big four pay-per-view and then the next month at Backlash became the WWE champion all these things that if you would have said in 2013 when AJ was still in TNA no, 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 not 2013, because I think during that time he was still going through his contract issues. If you were to say this in 2009, that AJ would feud with Chris Jericho, fight him at Mania, fight for the WWE Championship, face John Cena at SummerSlam, 
beat Cena at SummerSlam, and then become the WWE champion just one month after. If you were to say all of this in 2009 while AJ was at the height of his career in TNA as Mr. TNA, Mr. Impact Wrestling, they would have people would have laughed at you, but it happened. After that, AJ's built was a top guy. He's already a top main eventer. And yes, sure, he's he had a stint with the US title in the OC, but I guarantee you, if WWE decided, hey, we're gonna put AJ as top guy in the main event picture for the WWE title after McIntyre wins it at Mania, no one but Bat Knight, because guess what? He's a main man already. He's a made man. Having him face and or beat Taker would not help him at all. And not only that, you could have had AJ win this thing, have that for his little belt. I mean, as useless as we all know it is, you could you just build it up like, yeah, he won this. Just like they did with Braun with the whole 50-man greatest for a rumble. They could have had that, had AJ win, and then had Taker come out. But, no, but instead, you have Taker come out during the whole thing, unannounced, and then you have him lose. Figure number two. The most famous one out of this week. But before we get into that, we're going to get into Rick Shaver's Brock Lesnar. <sighs> Brock Lesnar can pit on good matches with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and Finn Balor. AJ Summer AJ Survivor Series 2017. Finn Balor at Royal Rumble 2019, I think it was. And Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam at Survivor Series 2018. No. Yeah, it was 2018. And yet he decided he was gonna do the same to Ricochet. Squash in 90 seconds. So all that build you had for Ricochet, even though no one didn't think he was going to win at all, you could have at least made him look good. And then the worst. Finn Bal- The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg for the Universal title. I have said publicly, I don't think The Fiend should have been Universal Champion to begin with. He don't need. He's one of those guys where he doesn't need a title for people to know that's the top guy in this company right now. And as of right now, The Fiend is the top guy. And yet you had him win the title because Vince can't take a slow build for anything. He sees dollar signs and wants to put the belt on that man automatically. For money sense, it does make sense. But still, you don't only do this and book yourself into the corner where you're like, okay, what now? We can't have him lose, but we don't want to have the world title on this guy. This God without no bullshit. So, what happens? He faces Goldberg, and and Goldberg and Oldberg. I say Oldberg now. Oldberg beats this man in three minutes. A guy who literally took fire, who literally got blown the fuck up, and then no sold it like a G, got beaten by a half-assed jackhammer. And if you don't understand what I mean, go search up The Fiend versus Goldberg and you'll see what I mean. The jackhammer was nothing but a modified suplex. And he couldn't do it. At the ripe age of fucking 50 billion or whatever the fuck he is, Oldberg is going to now be facing Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship while The Fiend settles for John Cena. It's just, 
I mean, it's not a complete burial because he did get kicked, did get up after five at the three, but still, like, why would you even do this? Roman Reigns versus Goldberg does not need the world championship. Cena versus The Fiend does. And hear me out. Bray Wyatt's first WrestleMania, he lost to John Cena. This was Bray's chance to get redemption. No, but instead, you want the Goldberg to be champion so he can put over the big dog. It's just, these are the reasons why fans are going to AEW, Vince. I won't. Of course not, because I don't care for wrestling anymore. But not like that, at least. The wrestling leagues I like. The wrestling in general, it's at a low point. Here's how I feel about the, uh, I'm going to touch the MLB stuff last. Here's my, uh, thoughts on the NBA. Just a short skin. Um, I really don't care much for the uh, regular season. Also, um, prayers up to Kobe and his family, Kobe's family. Um, the passing of Kobe Bryant hit me hard. I remember going home, was at home waking up and, uh, I got the Twitter thing. It was from TMZ. Didn't want to believe it. So I said, okay. Let's hop to a different source. Hop to maybe... uh, Let's see if a news channel was bringing this up. And they did. And well... Damn. I still can't believe it. Uh, Kobe's wife. She must be, ter- she must be feeling terrible. Because she just lost not only her husband. But also her child which is never fun which is never a good thing and i wish nothing but the best for the kobe family for the, those who lost their lives in it as well um my thoughts on the nba in general um there's a lot of talks about giving kobe the logo i think it's well warranted i mean if the guy who is of the is the logo if he's saying give the man the logo you give the man the logo. Then again, I doubt they will. So, you know. I'm not going to put too much of a fuss about it. Here are my overall thoughts on the regular season so far. So far, John Moran's been looking like a beast. And the Memphis Grizzlies have been pretty decent. The Miami Heat are by far surprised this season. We knew Jimmy Butler would go there and, you know, bolster the team. Not too much, but enough to the point where they'll be taken as a semi-legit threat. Now they are a dark horse pick to win a win a championship. At least in my eyes. I mean, you can't take them lightly. They will come back to haunt you. The Golden State Warriors, how the mighty have fallen, and how no one cares. But anyone except in Golden State. We love it. And finally, um, Zion Williamson. I said it when he was in Duke. And when he was about to get drafted. And I'm going to say it now. He's good. He's really good. But these comparisons between him and the current NBA stars is really getting on my nerves. I don't want to hear how good his regular se- how good his rookie season is compared to LeBron's. I don't want to hear about how shoe companies are lining up to get him. I don't want to hear 
about Zion dunking over LeBron. I don't want to hear any of that. To me, it's all about sustainability. Can you sustain the same momentum you have now into the future? That's going to be the big question with Zion Williamson. Do I think he can? I think so. But it's going to be tough. Sorry about that. My dropped. But back to what I was saying. Is it going to be difficult for him? Absolutely. His weight's a problem. I think that if he continues to play as rough of a ball as he's playing now with the weight that he has, he's going to be a problem. And he's slimmed down. Um, And the most important thing. If he wins the M- wins the uh, Rookie of the Year award and not John Moran, there is a huge conspiracy in the NBA. There's no way in the hell that John Moran should not win the Rookie of the Year award over Zion Williamson. I predicted before the season began that they were going to give him, being Zion, they were going to give him the, M- the uh, Rookie of the Year and he missed half the season. Now that he's here, they may give it to him anyways. And you know what? That'll be a disgrace. As for who I think is going to win the NBA title this year, well, it's a mix. Lakers and Clippers are going to be the Western Conference Finals. However, I think the Grizzlies and the Denver Nuggets and the Trailblazers, if they get some resemblance of a good team, can make a push and make it interesting. Eastern Conference. I think that the Miami Heat are the dark horse pick. The Raptors could be the sustained pick. And the Bucks are the safe pick. But uh, it's really too hard to tell for me right now. I got to come back to y'all later. The XFL. Um, when I first heard about it, it was, I think it was like uh, early 2018. I heard rumors that it was coming back and then it confirmed. By Vince himself in a press conference. It wasn't really a press conference. It was more like a mega YouTube-like thing. Um, Right after, here comes the AAF. The Alliance of American Football. Now, there's always been a monopoly for spring football. That's been a thing. Fans want more football. Whoever is a football fan would sit here and they heard that there was football in the spring. They'll, hmm, okay, I like that. So the the market's out there, and with the recent climax of with the recent uh backlash the NFL has been getting into over rules and stuff like that, this is not a better time to do this other than right now. However, there's a way to do this, and with any startup company, you gotta have the right capital first. You gotta have the right marketing plan. You have to have the TV deals, stadium deals, team deals, all that all that good stuff. The AEF rushed their product because they heard the XFL was coming, heard about Vince McMahon's endorsements, heard that he put three years of worth of money into this into this thing. So they're going to obviously get, unless the football is shit and TV providers dip and just leave, we're going to get three years of the XFL once they debuted in 2020. So the AEF thought, let's capitalize now. Now the football was inspired and all that. But here's the problem. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And on top of that, the problem that the AAF had was money. If it wasn't for Tom Dundon, 
aka the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, who put in money in to the uh, AAF after week two, the league would have been dead. They took money from a company who wasn't trying to invest in anything. And on top of that, Tom Dundon got enough capital to where he can literally say, I want to pull the plug on this and no one can argue about it. And that's exactly what he did. After I believe it was week eight, he pulled the plug and said, fuck it, we're out. So there's always going to be that issue of, okay, you have a good product, and which the AAF did, but one thing they didn't have was a lack of money. What they didn't have was a lack of funds and a lack of ticket sales. Think of it like this. Their Orlando, their Orlando team was really great. They were the cream of the crop. After home games, they would have to travel to a hotel in Jacksonville. Then they would have to travel to another state just to play in training, just to play for training. That's not the way to do it. Hell, their team in Utah had to literally keep the Utah Utes logos around because they were too lazy to clean. They were too lazy to clean it up. So yeah, money and overall marketing was a big problem for the X for the AAF. The XFL, I think, have done a good job. Vince knows how to market a product. If there's one thing Vince knows how to do when his mind's on the right track, he can market a product to anybody. That's been Vince's one of his biggest traits, and I don't think anyone who likes him or hates him can debate that. Vince McMahon, in my opinion, can market anything. So him marketing it was no problem. The money was never the problem. What the problem would have been... Would have been ready? Would the football be inspired? Would he change too many rules? Would he link it to the WWE? And will he stay the course in terms of let the people who know football handle this? And so far, so good. Now, if you don't know the rule changes of the XFL, let me just say. The kickoffs are as follows. They kick it off at 35. Two teams at their opposite end, the 35, uh, their 35 and the 30, respectively, they stand like five yards away from each other at like a starting lineman position. If the kickoff doesn't reach to the 20 yard line, then the ball gets placed at the opponent's at the opponent's 45. So unlike it touch, unlike when the goal goes out of bounds, you go to your 40 yard line, goes to their 40. Now. You can't kick it past twenty, past the twenty yard line. Oh, good luck! Now it's on your forty-five. Now they're on your side of the field, closer to the end zone for a touchdown. So yeah, the emphasis on kicking is good. We didn't. We only saw one field goal return for a touchdown, I believe, but I think that was against that was the St. Louis game. By the way, St. Louis gets a football team. That's awesome. Their fans are just great. Their fans are just awesome. Holy shit! I think. In terms of fan base, St. Louis got the best fans. Because they've been dying for football and even have the XFL come in. Their home is awesome. The dome is live all the time. Um, I think if the XFL would be nice, they would allow the uh the dome to host their uh their championship game. And since it's gonna be in the spring, it's gonna be warm enough, so why not? Um their kick up the kick the the extra point is no more not the way we know it in order to get an extra point you get one two or three to get a one point extra to get a extra point 
or one point conversion, you gotta t- you gotta snap at the two yard line. You play. You gotta run a play at the two. To get two point conversion, you have to run a play at the five. To get a three point conversion, yes, I said three points. You gotta run a play at the ten. It's nice. A little bit of added drama to the entire thing, and I kind of like it. Another thing is the two minute drill, where regardless of whether your ball is dropped, timeouts called, or anything. Even if it's just a running play inbounds in the, in the last two minutes of a, of a half, clock stops automatically. Like, say you're down by seven. Let's say you're up by seven, right? And uh, you're running a play. You're trying to run out the clock. No, you can't do that no more. Yes, you put your foot on the gas. Because if you run the ball, if you run the ball up the up the gut, guess what? Clock stopped. And it'll only resume after the play clock. Not the time remaining clock. The play clock reaches 20. That's cool. Um, There's others. I know I'm forgetting some, but I will leave it up momentarily. Their production quality for startup league, surprisingly, is great. They have, they have ESPN, ABC, and Fox. I think with the deal that WWE has with Fox... It made it easier for them to broadcast games on that on the Fox networks, which is good. I didn't expect ESPN. I did not. That shocked me. To see ESPN built voucher this was just great. That's the one boost they needed, and I think that's a great thing. The XFL, in my eyes, will not fail based on the money. It will not fail based on the production quality. It will not fail because of the because of the uh. Promotion. It will only fail if the football isn't expired. And so far, it's been good. It's been going on four weeks strong. Could be on five. I mean, I forgot. But overall, my personal opinion on the XFL is a great Rand League. Vince is staying far away from it, letting Oliver Luck and his crew just roll with it. And oh, I almost forgot. Save the best for last. The instant replay. Holy shit. Instead of not knowing what they're reviewing, you get wired conversation and inside analysis on between the referee and the guys in the replay booth as they review not only as they are basically telling you, the fan, not only what we're reviewing, but what the call is before the call is made. So that to me is kind of cool. That's one of the best features. I loved it when I saw it. I still mark out every time I see it. It is awesome. I don't care if the guys always have an Xbox controller. Don't matter. That is cool. Um, so yeah, my thoughts on the XFL so far, it's an eight out of ten. It's an eight out of ten. Um, however, my New York Giants, my New York Guardians suck. <laughs> I'm still gonna stick by them. I don't have any team really. I don't care if the New York Guardians suck, because I don't really have a team. I only would like if the uh if the uh XFL itself is too good. So, there goes the thing on that. Finally, um, my thoughts on the Major League Baseball scandal. <sighs> the Houston Astros were the 2017 surprise of the year. Even though a Sports Illustrated article said that a couple years back that they would win it all. I think the 2010s were a year of, were decades of shock. 
the Giants winning championships in even years, but being trash in odd years. The Mets making it to a World Series. Yes, I know the Mets actually did that. The the Royals not really making it to two straight championships, but winning a championship in the process. Um, the Red Sox are great. The Yankees having the fastest rebuild possibly in baseball history. They were thought to be rebuilding in Aaron Judge's rookie year. Aaron Judge happens to hit the most home runs by a single rookie ever. But the biggest shock was the Houston Astros and their rise to success. Oh, and I forgot to mention the big one. The Cleveland Indians blew a 3-1 lead. Fancy that. To the new NBA, to the new MLB champions of 2016, the Chicago Cubs. And I don't even think that fans of this team from the last three generations I've ever heard that news before. So that's huge. That's kind of like, in the baseball world back then, the Chicago Cubs winning a championship was the equivalent of the Cleveland Browns winning a championship. You never heard it before until video game land, but when you hear it, even years later, you can't believe it. Um... But yeah, the Houston Astros were a big surprise. Big rebuild. Great pieces. Great likable guys. Jose Altuve, their leading man, won MVP that year over Aaron Judge. Sorry about that. Equipment keeps falling down. But uh, yeah, it was all good for the Houston Astros camp. Then, 28, 2018 came around. Mike Fires was uh, out of the team, and he's talking about possible sign stealing. Now, sign stealing in baseball, let me explain this for the people who don't get it. Sign stealing in baseball is kind of iffy. It It is allowed, but to an extent. Like, let's say my baseball coach comes to me. He does. He screams, banana wide three seven. And does, like, Naruto hand signals shit. If the opposing team pitches up, picks up on those hand signals, and then kills us with it, guess what? That's our fault. We fucked up. Now we gotta try again. But if you're using technology, that is the part where people get pissed, and rightfully so. Why I say that? Apparently Mike Fires blew a whistle that the Astros were using electronics in their home field, Minute Maid Park, to seal signs and relate back to players in real time with the use of a trash can. And then the Athletic in 2019, after the Astros lost the World Series to the Washington Nationals, again, what the fuck? Baseball's a fun thing. Like, seriously, baseball's awesome. So many what the fuck scenarios is great. I wish it could happen to my Mets, but still. But like I said, the Washington Nationals win the championship against the Astros. After that, the Athletic posts up an article talking about the scandal. That opened up the floodgates where almost every baseball fan who gave a damn, and most of us did, would go and re try to research and try to pick up where they stole the signs. Now, here's the weirdest thing that I noticed about MLB. Major League Baseball has this strange thing where they will broadcast, where they will have games broadcasting on MLB TV and post them. Not highlights like the NBA, like the NFL, or any other pro league. They would post a full game. 
Sorry about that. I'm just moving some stuff. But like I said, they would post the entire game from start to finish, from bell to bell, as we say in wrestling. That's unprecedented. We wrestling fans wish we had coverage like that. So MMB, good on you. But you know what this led to? Now the investigation was on. The investigation was out of the hands of the media and into the hands of the fans. And we fans, we fans, more specifically, John Boy, John Boy Media, he was the first to shot. Picked up on audio of the Astros using sign using technology to cheat and what he heard was whenever a fastball would come no bang but whenever a slider or an off-speed pitch like slider curveball change up stuff like that whenever they switch come you hear banging and by banging i mean literally like like this or more ironically like this so think of it like this Fastball coming, no bang, they take the pitch, whatever. Here comes the changeup. It's faint, and you can barely hear it on the media, but you, if you listen very closely, you will hear it. And this got fans pissed. Baseball fans, we may, listen, we take a lot of shit from people because a lot of people say baseball is boring. I get it. If you watch the game, it is a boring as hell. I know I'm a baseball guy, but playing it is a completely different thing. And if you got the passion for it, it's basically one of the best sports out there. It is Amer- It is called America's pastime for a reason. And I will say this till I die. I don't care what you think. There is nothing in baseball that we hate more than cheaters. You guys want to understand why people like Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez will never reach in the Hall of Fame or Pete Rose because they cheated. Well, Pete Rose got caught gambling. Barry Bonds and them. Roger Clemens. Y'all use steroids. You cheated. So, they will never be in the Hall of Fame. Regardless if Barry Bonds holds the record for most home runs ever. He will never be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, although was cheating and really shouldn't be much more than a slap on the wrist, a ban for a few years, and then come back later and get into the Hall of Fame, guess what? He's going to be cheating. He's going to be treated the same way. And the last time a scandal of this magnitude got brought up, the U.S. government got involved. That's how big baseball is. Did you ever think that a a government, the U.S. government, will get involved in any scandal like this? Hell yeah, they can. And they have. And they probably will this time. So let me take you back. Now that this media is out there, MLB's aware of it. They are now investigating. Everyone's using John Boy stuff. He's be good. And what happens now, and I will share the video of John Boy discovering all this you can see it for yourself the breakdown full breakdown full analysis all that mess go subscribe to him while you while you're over there he's awesome but while this is happening now the fans know about it now the now the fans are treating astros like dirt bags now they want the title to be taken which i understand but here's what you think the hitting coach for the team 
Alex Cora. He's on the Red Sox, and they were also accused of doing the same thing. So now what do we do? Well, baseball heard about it. The Astros immediately fired everyone involved. So the front office, in terms of like the head coach and GM, fired. You're gone. Boston Red Sox, Alex Cora, their current coach, fired. The New York Mets. What? Wait, wait, wait. The New York Mets. Where did the Mets come from? Angel, the Mets shouldn't be here. Well, you may think that, but Carlos Beltran, their current general, their current base, the current, um, uh, sorry, head coach slash manager, he was a player for the Houston Astros during this time period. So the Mets, realizing that a huge media circus was coming their way, said, fuck it. We're cutting the losses. Gotta go. Which was the smart move because if if this is if we're getting this much media, bad media, for it happening in Houston, imagine if it happened in America. Imagine if it happened in New York. Imagine that. The amount of shit that the Astros would have been taken, that the Yankees or Mets would have taken, if this happened in New York, holy shit. So. What happens now is that now Major League Baseball, with the firings and everything coming left and right, now Major League Baseball has a chance to do something right. You either strip the murder championship, ban certain players involved, try to open up a federal investigation. They can open up that can of worms. They do none of these Literally none. The players on the Houston Astros at that time, they're still there. That championship that is now literally viewed as tainted, guess what? It's still They still got a banner for that. Still hanging up. They're still gloating about how they're champions of the world of 2017. That so-called, that so-called thing about we're going to get to justice and to get to the bottom of this. Guess what? The players were granted immunity, meaning they can't be punished. So now, okay, well, this is all happening. Fuck. There's nothing more we can really do in this situation but apologize. So now... We're in damage control. We're going to apologize. Hope that the baseball world realizes that, hey, we realize that our championship, it will forever be tainted. And guess what? We're fine with that. We are fine that whenever baseball or any fan or any of us, for that matter, brings up the 2017 Major League Baseball World Series title, you bring up tainted. Because guess what? We earned that. We earned the right to be called tainted. Because we didn't earn that championship. We didn't earn it one bit. We cheated. And we take full responsibility for it. And we hope the baseball world can forgive us. That would have been the smart thing to say. What actually happened was not only did the baseball world not hear a solid apology from the Astros camp. 
the Astros camp are making it worse. They're literally going out of their way. Certain players of the Astros are going out of their way to say, we won. So what? It's over. Get over it. It's done. We don't need to worry about this anymore. Let's just play ball. We have won the title. We're not getting punished. We are the champion still, whether you like it or not. And we will probably win another title this year. Now, like I said, certain fans, yeah, they're still going to be pissed. Especially fans of the New York Yankees who got eliminated by the Astros en route to their 2017 title. Also, if you're wondering, yes, they were confirmed to be cheating during the postseason as well. And also, the Boston Red Sox. No, not the Boston Red Sox. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, back-to-back years made it to the World Series. And back-to-back years, lost to, in 2017, you guessed it, the Houston Astros. And in 2018, oh, you also guessed it, the fucking Boston Red Sox. Two cheating teams cheating one city. Now, there's been talks about the the Dodgers possibly getting awarded that championship. I'm just going to say this now before I keep going. In my view, that will be dumb. Don't hand them a championship. That would be considered really idiotic in my point of view, but that's just me. Also, here's what the commissioner said. Now you have to have the commissioner come out and say, okay, they're tainted, but we all need to move on. Hopefully they will understand error their ways, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Nobody is smart in this. Now the commissioner, the man who's in charge of Major League Baseball, is going out of his way. To claiming that we should all just relax and be done with this entire situation. And here's the kicker. The championship of the world. The Major League Baseball World Series title. Is nothing but a piece of tin. If you have Mike Trout. Aaron Judge. Two cornerstones of Major League Baseball. Two of your youngest hot talents. Commenting about this. Hell, players from other teams talking about this who are normally just quiet and soft-spoken are now outspoken about this issue. If you have players from other leagues like LeBron James coming out and saying, if this happened in my league, punishment should be handed out. That's when you know you have a major problem on your hands. And at this point... I don't really see this going in a way. This will never go away. Now, I can make the argument for the MLB that you take away the title and render it vacant. Then you have to keep bringing up why it's vacant. And they want this buried as much as possible. Well, guess what? It's not going anywhere now. It could have. Now it's not. Now it's here. Now it's in our faces. And now, not only does Major League Baseball have to deal with this, now the Houston Astros have to do this. Astro fans will forever say that, oh, we deserve that. And there's a uh, there's YouTubers from Houston who I really like. And I don't know how they're going to react, 
But then again, I won't be angry at them either way because they're Houston fans. And hell, if my team was accused of the same thing, if the Mets were ever accused of doing the same thing, which we probably won't because we were too good to even cheat. We're too bad to cheat. Let's be for real here. If we ever accused the same thing, I would probably be saying the same thing. I'm pretty sure Boston Red Sox, I'm pretty sure Boston, no, not Boston Red Sox. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure they're saying, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure the Patriots, when they were caught cheating, fans were like, it doesn't matter. My overview of this entire thing is this. As much of a black hole this is for the MLB and for the diamond and for baseball in general, this could not be a bigger godsend. Baseball is actually being covered on national television, on ESPN, on Fox Sports, on CBS Sports, more often than ever during the offseason. Normally during the offseason, the two teams that brought up all the time are the current world champions and a mixture of the Red Sox, Dodgers, or Yankees. This is the first time in a long time that baseball has been featured in the spotlight of certain new solids. And quite frankly, only good things are going to come here because now baseball has a legitimate villain. Houston Astros will be booed out of every building they go into. They will be having pitches tossed at their heads and legs cut from underneath them on cutoff plays for double plays. And you know what? I cannot wait. And they deserve every day. They deserve every bit. As for do I think the title should be vacant? Absolutely. Do I think players should be punished? That's a tough one. That's a tough wall to get up. Because you don't want to punish all the players. And then certain players are literally like, I had nothing to do with any of this. Especially the new guys. And you don't want to do that because then it count, It has a wormhole that's hard to take out. And a can of worms opened up by the players union that's hard to take care of. So, no, I don't think punishment of the players would have been smart, but an apology from them would have been sufficed. Would have sufficed. And the Astros and their arrogance could come back to bite them, or maybe like the Patriots after the Flategate could come back to them getting another world title. Who knows? It's going to be fun to watch, though, goddammit. Well, that is all the time we have, ladies and gentlemen, for the APH Sports Podcast. I know, I know, I know. I am literally months away from my deadline of putting out. But better late than never. Thank you so much for coming by. Please, thank you guys. You are amazing people. Don't forget to comment what you want me to do. Um, y'all already know my Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, my Twitter at at Total Package APH. So is my Instagram. Um, please show support for this uh, podcast. Really appreciate you do. Um, thank you so much. I will be planning on doing these at least every two weeks. Maybe every week if I can find enough news. But uh, it's going to be the most likely updates and shit like that. But as for now, I've been APH. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much. And please, have a great day.